This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes one through four. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp, black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your moral off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off of the lawnmower 4.0 as well as other manscaped items that's manscaped.com Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition of the State of the Saints, we're going to be talking about Taysom Hill. And we're going to be answering the question, are we overlooking Taysom Hill? But thank you to everybody that's following into the chat. Thank you so much for allowing the State of the Saints podcast to be a part of your morning, afternoon, night, whenever you're checking this out. I really do appreciate it. And rather you're watching uh, the State of the Saints podcast or listening to the State of the Saints podcast live. I appreciate that as well. And um, I want to go ahead and just give a special shout out to everybody in the chat. Jerry, uh, Brian, Brian, uh, Yarnick, Ian uh hxdn uh and myron uh as of right now and uh also troy is up in there as well so thank y'all so much uh and, and let's just go ahead and get started man i don't want to waste anybody's time i don't want to just go ahead and prolong this situation let's go ahead and address the the you know the huge uh topic at hand which is Taysom hill you know for the last couple of weeks uh we here on the state of the saints podcast we've uh broke things down we've been taking calls about you know, who do you feel will be the right starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? Rather, you you choose uh, Taysom Hill or you chose uh, Jameis Winston or you chose Ian Book like uh, Brian did. But, you know, I think a lot of people chose Jameis Winston. He's the logical choice 
in a lot of people's mind because of his resume, you know, because he is a first overall pick, because he has starting experience. A lot of people felt like he was dealt a bad hand in Tampa and going to the right system, he will become a better version of himself as far as the quarterback position. But with that, everybody was just quick to write off Taysom Hill, including myself. And, you know, it's not so much about anything that Taysom Hill did personally or anything like that. It, it has a lot to do uh, with the fact that a lot of people just don't see Taysom Hill as a every down, every game quarterback. You know, Taysom Hill does a really good job in spurts, you know, and sometimes I think we as fans and as uh, people that evaluate the game, I think we we look at certain situations in a small sample size. And we don't really look at the complete body of work or we don't look at the complete uh, situation at hand because we fall in love with what we're actually seeing right now. But we don't answer the question, can that person duplicate their success? When people say things like Taysom Hill threw for 70 plus percent of his passes when he was playing and starting as a quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, uh, you know, I can easily just go out here and say, well, you can look at the fact that nobody expected him to throw the football as much. You know, it's almost like one of those things like it's hard for a team to prepare for a guy that they don't know what he's going to do. You know, when you look at Taysom Hill, when he comes into the game, you know, running one play and then leaving the field is one thing. But when a team gets a complete body of work on that player, will that player be able to make those adjustments? And that is what I was evaluating my. You know, that was why I was evaluating uh, Taysom Hill on was the fact that do I feel like he can make those proper adjustments to make himself a better quarterback? And to answer, answer uh, my own question, that would be no. And that's the reason why I I just assumed uh, that Jameis Winston would be the logical choice here. Jameis Winston has that experience. He has that starting experience. He's been through different types of situations and he understands situational football. Now, rather you want to say that, well, he was throwing a whole bunch of interceptions or the fact that you feel like he just can't uh, become any better than what he was in Tampa. I mean, that's your opinion. But I do feel like he's been through situations where he sat down in the film room and he was able to make those adjustments in order for him to win uh, certain games. And I haven't seen that with Taysom. And I think Taysom, if, if something was to happen to Jameis and Jameis was out for a couple of games, I do feel like he would be able to go in and win some football games. But when we're talking about a complete season, when we're talking about 17 games, I just don't see that happening. I don't think that I'm overlooking Taysom Hill because I think I understand what Taysom Hill brings to the table. I understand what Taysom Hill can do on the field. But I just question, can he do what he does on the field game in and game out without getting hurt? Okay, I mean, look, some of the things that we fall in love with Taysom Hill about on a regular game basis will get a guy hurt, right? If you if you were to do this every single game, you would get hurt. For example, people get all excited when Taysom Hill runs down the field full speeds and drops the shoulder on a safety, and it's exciting to watch. But the thing about it is it's more exciting to watch because you know for a fact that he's not the starting quarterback. But if he was the starting quarterback and he was to drop his shoulder like that constantly, or if he was running down the field, we wouldn't want him to do those things. And I just feel like a Tiger can't change his stripes when it comes to him running the football and him running with that reckless abandons. I can't think that Taysom Hill 
in a real-time situation will try to ease up on a situation. I, I really just don't. You know, it, it's just one of those things I just feel like it's the quarter, it's, it, it's the football player in him. And I think that's one of those recipes to get a guy hurt. He would actually have to change a lot of things about himself, especially his running style and the way that he attacks the game. And I don't know if he'll be able to do that, uh, you know, and live with himself as being a, 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 the full fledged uh, player that he can be. Okay. That's the reason why I chose that. I don't think anybody's overlooking Taysom Hill. I think Taysom Hill, regardless, is going to get some playing time with the New Orleans Saints because of how valuable he is as a weapon. You know, I, I just think that he's more of a value as being a Swiss Army knife type player than he would ever be as a quarterback. And, and like I said, I mean, if you're Taysom Hill, why would you, you know, like, why would you, why would you ruin a really good thing here? You know, I mean, unless you just have to prove to yourself that I belong at the quarterback position. I'm just saying, man, you go to any other team, you go to any other organization, they're not going to use you the way that Sean Payton used you. So if you're going out there competing for the quarterback position, if you don't get that starting role, you're going to be on the sideline holding the clipboard. At least you know with a Sean Payton offense, you're going to play tight end. At least you know you're going to throw the ball every now and then. At least you know that you're going to line up and run between the tackles and catch the ball and and be in red zone situations and be on special teams. I mean, the overall objective is to play football at this particular point. And I don't think that Taysom Hill would make as much money as he did if he was just holding a clipboard. I mean, this guy has the opportunity to make money and take care of his family uh, for the rest of his life being that Swiss Army knife role. And not only that, I mean, the guy is basically becoming a pioneer. It's one of the main reasons why we see guys like Tim Tebow in the league. Main reason why we see guys like that. And, and when you see people like Tommy Stevens with the Carolina Panthers, everybody is trying to replicate what the Saints are doing with Taysom Hill. So I don't understand it. I, I really don't. Like, I, I get it. Like, you, you're a quarterback. In your heart, you're a quarterback. You play quarterback your entire life, and you want to go out there and compete. But, I, I mean, honestly, if I didn't win the starting job in this particular situation, I wouldn't lose my sleep. I'd be like, oh, I gave it the old college try. Didn't work out for me. So I guess I'd just go ahead and try to move on and try to see, you know, continue to do what I've been doing as, as this Swiss Army Knife type guy. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Go ahead and uh, read some of these comments and uh, see what you all have to say about Taysom Hill. Let's go with uh, Marvin here. Marvin says, TJ, you overlooked Hill last season when Sean Payton picked him as a starter. No, I didn't. And and let's let's make this clear. Like, let's make this clear. And I'm glad you brought this up, Marvin. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. Because let's go ahead and be real with this. You know, people like to make it seem like, and I understand why y'all feel the way you do. Because the narrative is Taysom Hill started over Jameis Winston. Here's the reality. Taysom Hill was up for a contract, right? Taysom Hill wanted a shot to be a quarterback. That, that's just what it was. Taysom Hill, when his contract was up, when he was negotiating his contract with his agent, his agent said that Taysom wants a shot at being a starting quarterback. And this was what Sean said. This is before Jameis got here. This is before they even signed Jameis Winston. He promised Taysom Hill if something was to happen to Drew Brees, 
that he would give him an opportunity to start in the game. That was that was a condition of his contract. Wasn't because he would just leaps and bounds better than Jameis. Wasn't because he just grabs the playbook better than Jameis. It was a promise that Sean gave to Taysom upon his contract negotiation. So for all those people out there that are just saying, well, if Jameis is so good, why Taysom started over him? That's your answer right there. It's because before Jameis even got there, it was explained to Taysom. And when Jameis got there, Jameis uh, was given a, had, had a conversation with Sean Payton, and Sean Payton explained to Jameis how the quarterback situation was going to go down. In a real-time situation, if Drew is in the game, to not take away from what Taysom is actually doing and what he can bring to the table, we're going to bring Jameis in if something was to happen to Drew in real time. Upon Drew possibly not playing the following week, we're going to use Taysom as the starting quarterback. So it wasn't the fact that I overlooked him last year. I mean, I, I didn't look over, overlook him because, honestly, he wasn't that good last year to me, at, not at the quarterback position. See, people think that, oh, man, because you won some – like, he he won some games, right? That's not overlooking. How, how did you look in those games? Scott fumbled the ball two times. In the last four minutes of the game, he fumbled the football. It just so happened that the ball bounced out of bounds. Or we would have been having a completely different conversation as of right now. So I didn't overlook anybody. But that's the, that's the Jedi mind trick that some of these media people like to play with you. That's what they do. They like to play these little games with you and make you and bring up these type of conversations to make themselves look credible. But when you peel everything back, you'll see that it was a logical explanation the whole entire time why Sean Payton decided to go with Taysom Hill. And it wasn't because Taysom Hill was better than Jameis. Sorry. Sorry. I know people want to believe that. And I know, you know, a lot of people want to, you know, take shots and try to make it seem like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what you're talking about, TJ. Whatever. The fact of the matter is this. Taysom Hill was promised something upon uh, him, uh, you know, re-signing with the New Orleans Saints. That was one of his conditions. And Sean Payton, uh, being the guy that he is, the stand-up guy, the loyal guy that he is, he gave him an opportunity. So I know some of you Taysom Hill fans want to believe that he was just that good and that much better than Jameis, but I hate to be the bearer of bad news. He was not. It had absolutely nothing to do with Jameis and everything to do with a contract. And like I said yesterday here on the State of the Saints podcast, it's a damn business. It's a business. We we like to pretend like it's not because, you know, we we cheer for the team and these guys tell us all the things we want to hear in order for us to not get on their case. But this is a business. It's no different between you putting on a shirt and a pair of pants and heading off to work. Let them not have your check on Friday. Let Let the numbers don't match up. Okay? It's a business. And that's all it is. And that's something that he negotiated during his contract. That's the reason we lost the Green Bay game. He'll fumble. Uh, he's good. He's just not ready. And TJ, the ball had baby all on it. I don't care what it had on. I don't care if it had baby all or Bill Redenbacher all on it. The fact is he fumbled the football in the last four minutes of the game. And like I said, if the ball didn't bounce out of bounds, we'll have a completely different conversation about Taysom Hill. See, the thing about it is people are like, well, he went three and one. He went three and one. Here's the reality. Here's the reality of the thing. Did, you know what I'm saying? How much was he uh, contributed to the success of this team? How, how, how much did he contribute to them actually winning those games? Now, I'm just being serious. You're playing against one of the worst ranked secondaries 
in the National Football League and Atlanta Falcons over the last two games that he played. You're playing against the, the Denver Broncos, and they didn't even have a quarterback. And the majority of that game, they actually ran the football. Latavius Murray, that was his game. They weren't talking to Taysom Hill after the game. They was talking to Latavius Murray. That's who they was talking to. And then the Philadelphia Eagles game, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? Like, the he I, – I don't know, man. I, I just don't I just don't get it, you know? I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get how people, people – like, people can make things – seem you know as credible as they want them to be when they want somebody to look credible yeah they can you know like when you want to when you want to stand up for a guy you're going to omit some of the situations just so you can just so they can it can work in your favor but if you look back and and you look at the situation you'll see that that Taysom Hill you know it was it was just mostly a promise by Sean Payton it wasn't so much about Taysom being better than James. It bothers me seriously. I would cut Taysom Hill if he wanted to start at quarterback. No more controversy. Uh, look, I ain't trying to cut him because, I mean, he's valuable. I mean, he's a valuable player. Like, Taysom Hill is extremely valuable. That That's just what it all comes down to. It has absolutely nothing to do with, you know, him as a player. I just think that when it comes to playing a quarterback position, he lacks. He lacks more than the guys that that are playing that position right now. He looked bad in two games. Hill is good, can be better. Uh, Jameis is better and more accurate. That's why he'll start this year. Key Taysom for special teams and backup quarterback. Um, I agree with that. Taysom Hill can do what he does best, be a role player on the field and not a starting quarterback for the entire season. If something was to happen to Jameis and we need uh, Taysom to come in and play a couple of games, I, I have a lot of confidence that he can win those games. I just question him playing 17 games out the season. He had a total of 10 fumbles last season. We didn't lose all of them, but he fumbled 10 times. Dude has serious ball security issues. That's the reason he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL, and he's uh, on the bad side of 30. He did fumble quite a bit, you know, but I mean, look, it, this is like pick your poison, you know, like, okay, both of these guys are, are turnover prone. You know, Jameis uh, throws a lot of interceptions. Taysom fumbles the ball quite a bit. So, I mean, it's basically like pick your poison. But if we're talking about the overall quarterback position, that's why you just got to look at it, like playing a quarterback position, playing the position of quarterback. Cass says media tries the hardest to paint the picture that Taysom was better than Jameis not listening to what, uh Peyton said. Oh man, let me turn my hat around. <laughs> turn my State of Saints podcast hat around real quick. Ah, there we go. All right. So anyway, uh media tries to the their hardest to paint the picture that Taysom was better than Jameis not listening to what Peyton said. It's not the fact that they don't listen to what Peyton said. They want to create this controversy. That's what they want to do. They want to create this this controversy between like the two quarterbacks and you know it, it's just the narrative that they try to spin man you know the the media are some spin doctors I, i'm just being serious like i, I, I guess I, I guess i'm considered like a part of a media but some media they're, they're a bunch of spin doctors you know what i'm saying they, they just do stuff just stick uh strictly because of clickbait you know what i'm saying like they they clickbait individuals you know what i'm saying like that that's basically what they do you know like they they like I was looking at this article today 
um, you know, I can't remember the article, but there was like they was talking about how uh, Taysom started over Jameis, and they didn't even explain why. But if you're not a if you're not a person that really follows the New Orleans Saints and didn't really listen to interviews by Sean Payton, you would be like, man, you know, like, hey, he did start over Jameis. Why he started over Jameis? You know what I'm saying? That that's what they that's what they try to do. You know that that's what that's what they try to do. Even like with on, on um first take, like when the Saints lost in the postseason, right? When they lost to the Buccaneers, they came out there and was talking about, oh, when when they needed a trick play, they brought in Jameis. They didn't even bring in Taysom for the trick play. Taysom didn't even play. Taysom was out with a knee injury. He was hurt. He couldn't play. But a person that don't know that Taysom Hill was hurt, you were like, man, you know what? Yeah, he sure didn't. He didn't play. He didn't play. That's what they do. That's that's the reality of the thing. See, they try to make it seem like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like Taysom is being chosen over Jameis or Jameis being chosen over Taysom. And they'll just use these situations. But you have to understand, man, to the casual fan, the everyday sports fan that's just watching ESPN, it's making a lot of sense to them. We as Saints fans, we understand what the hell happened. We know that Taysom Hill had a knee injury and didn't play. We know about that, right? There was a trick play early in the season that the Saints ran. And Taysom Hill was the one that, that conducted the trick play. That pass that he threw to Alvin Kamara to kind of seal the deal and put them in the red zone the last two minutes against the Bucks in the first game. But that's what they do, man. That's what the media does, man. Like, that, they are a bunch of spin doctors. That, that's it. They do that to try to give themselves credibility. But here's the thing, man. They're not talking to me and you. They're talking to the casual fan. And if you're not, if you're not careful, you'll fall into that little trap. You'll fall into it. But that's the reality, man. That's that's just the reality. The reality is these guys are trying to create this, this narrative that, okay, this this is huge competition. And how do you do this? You just completely put out a story and you eliminate the the language, right? That that were in in the commentary that was said by Coach Sean Payton. That's how you do it. That that that's how you do it, man. I mean, I mean, that's I, that's the best way I can break it down for y'all, man. That there's a lot like it's about you know. Shouts out to Kwame Brown. He basically said it, man. It's about you know clickbait and. You know what I'm saying? And trying to get ratings and, and attention. That's all it's about. Chosen, thank you very much for the 999. Says, I don't think we overlook and taste him. I think coaching staff realize he's a great football player when he plays the Swiss Army role. And Jameis is our current, currently the future quarterback until proven otherwise. Thank you very much, Chosen, for the 999. I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I really believe that. And I don't think that Jameis would be trying to come back if. You know, if he wasn't promised or given an opportunity to be a starter. The old college tried. Thank you very much for $2. Says, sometimes I don't be working out well for dudes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, sometimes you got to give it that old college try. Sometimes, you know, when you do, it don't work out in your favor. Raul says, uh, I love Taysom as the Swiss Army role. Um, keep the defense on their toes. I do as well. You know, I, I think that – um I think that he plays that role really well. And like I said, he's not going to get a better opportunity than he has right now. 
He, he's not. He, he just not going to do it. Cass says, let's get them thumbs up. Yeah, I would really appreciate that, man. If you like the State of the Saints podcast, you're enjoying the content, go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up, man. Tell me that you, you know, enjoying it. Or And if you're new to the channel, please subscribe to the channel. I would appreciate that as well. Uh, Taysom is not a true quarterback, everything else but that. I won't say he's, he's he's not a true quarterback. I mean, he's a, he's a quarterback. But the question is, Ben, is he a really good one? Is he a starting quarterback? I think he is a quarterback. I mean, he can throw the football, you know what I'm saying? And, and he's pretty accurate at times. But hit the can he consistently play the quarterback position at a high level? I question that. Uh, his ability to play the quarterback position, he can at a high level every single game, the way that we need him to be, to put us in a position to be a champion, I question that. Honestly, Taysom should have uh, been benched in Philly game. He was awful. And he wasn't very good, man. He wasn't very good in that game. But the Saints altogether, even, even defensively, they weren't very good. So, I mean, that was a collective effort. You know, I'm not going to just completely put it on him. They They weren't very good in that game. That's the reason we lost to Green Bay. I already read this. Let me scroll down a little bit more. Let's go to J.J. The Plug says, Taysom Hill is simply not the fit for the starting position. I don't get why Saints fans don't accept that. He simply isn't that guy. He can run fast. That's about it. Jameis is a real gunslinger. Uh, J.J., thank you very much for your comment. But, you know, a lot of people like J- – I mean, a lot of people like Taysom. Um. If, if I'm just being honest, because we fall in love with the, with the grind. We fall in love with the passion. We fall in love with the heart. Like, it don't take much for us to fall in love with a player as, as Saints fans sometimes. You know, like, if we see a player out there really trying hard, really working hard, like, we just want that guy to succeed so bad that we have this, 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 this allegiance to this guy. And, and we'll put ourselves out there because we want that guy to succeed so badly i mean you think about back in the day right when uh michael lewis was on the team the beer man right great story uh you know was a a a beer truck delivery driver or whatever a beer delivery driver he go from that to being a kick returner all of a sudden we give him the nickname the beer man and he was like a he was like a fan favorite you know like we just we just fell in love with michael lewis we wanted him to make the team so bad right when he kicked, when he uh, ran back that kick in preseason, he made the team. We were excited about that. You think about Fred McAfee back in the day, man, special teams guy, right? Wasn't the fastest, wasn't the strongest guy on the team, but he gave everything that he had on special teams, and he was a favorite. That's just the way that it goes sometimes, man. Pierre Thomas, like Pierre Thomas wasn't the, the, the favorite, right? It was Reggie Bush. It was all these other guys. The Saints tried so many times to try to uh, put – Pierre Thomas on the bench, and no matter who they put out there, Pierre Thomas just always outplayed them and always had a starting spot. He became a fan favorite. That's just the way that it goes sometimes. We have this invested interest in these guys, and we want them to succeed so bad, and Taysom Hill is just up next. So when we see him dropping the shoulder, when we see him blocking punts, when we see him playing gunner and running down there on the field and being the first one to tackle a guy, and he's playing at the quarterback position, we like this guy. We like to hustle so much that we want him to succeed at anything that he goes after. And we want him to succeed so much we start to support him. 
And we support him so much that we start not looking at those imperfections and those things that can limit them. And we're not looking at the, 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 the complete totality of it all. Right. We're not looking at it. We're not looking at the fact that we're, we're in love with this guy because he tries hard, not because he can play the quarterback position well. And, and if you want the Saints to succeed, in my opinion, if you want the Saints to have longevity, you want a guy that's going to be able to win in certain situations. You don't want to just have a guy out there to be limited. And just because you like a guy, I mean, look, this ain't a popularity contest. If it's a popularity contest, I mean, he probably will win hook, line, and sinker. I mean, a lot of people love Taysom Hill. But this isn't a popularity contest. And I think sometimes as Saints fans, we forget that. We forget that is it, this is not a popularity contest. We're trying to win some football games here. I, I don't care who's the quarterback of the Saints. As long as they can go out there and they can perform at a high level and win some games when need be and put the ball where it needs to be in order for our playmakers to make these plays. But we got to eliminate that fandom that we have, right? Oh, we just love him, man. He dropped the shoulder. He play hard. A lot of guys play hard, man, but that don't mean they the right guy for the job, you know? And y'all seen the movie Rudy? Rudy tried hard, right? You know what I'm saying? Rudy tried his damnedest to try to make the Notre Dame team. You know, he was a fan favorite. Everybody loved him. Whole crowd at the end of the movie, Chen Rudy, because of how much he hustled. And every time, you know, they had practice and everything like that, he was out there. He was getting knocked around, slapped around by those bigger guys. But guess what? He had a lot of heart. But guess what? As much heart as Daniel Rudy had, he wasn't the best player. He didn't put the, he didn't put the fighting Irish in the best position to succeed. So, I mean, it is what it is, man. Akeem said, oh, I already read that one too. Let's go to Damien. Much respect for Taysom, but I'm not with him sticking to that Swiss Army role, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that, man. I think I think it's best for him. I think maybe Ron Winston is our best hopeful option. I think uh, we saw the ceiling for Hill. That's why the media is 100% complete hot garbage. (laughs) Not all of them. You keep it real, though, TJ. Look, I try to, you know, I, I try to keep it. I try to keep it as honest as I possibly can, man, you know. You know, I, I, I'm not in a clickbait business. You know, I, I get it. You know, I, I get it. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, podcasters, broadcasters, uh, TV personalities that 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 play that role. But I, I just choose not to. You know, I just feel like you're not going to like what you see when you look in the mirror. And I rather. I'd rather go out here and do these shows and and be able to look at myself in the mirror and know when opportunities present themselves. I did it, you know, by doing it my way versus selling myself out or selling somebody else out in the process. I mean, like I said, I can play that role, man. I really can. Like, it's not that hard to do. I can come, I can do shows and just automatically just get my Skip Bayless or my, my Stephen A. Smith on, but that's just not me. And I don't think I can consistently do that. But a lot of people make a lot of money out there because there's a lot of gullible people that believe in buying what they're selling. You know, I mean, I don't want to take things away from them. They're extremely talented at what they do. 
they're extremely talented at pulling a wool over people's eyes and making themselves seem credible. But there's a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't see. For example, those earpieces that they wear, those earpieces are connected to their producers. Those producers not only tell them how many seconds they have left to wrap up a topic, but when these guys get certain names wrong, when they get certain analytics wrong, they speaking and talking into their ear and they're making themselves sound a little bit more credible. And also, you know, they got guys that's like their interns and their assistants. These guys stay up and burn the midnight oil and find all these different information to make these guys seem like they're just the smartest guys in the room. Then you got those guys that are, the, you know, the, the silver tongue type guys, right? You know what I'm saying? They, they, they speak real slow and they tell you everything that you want to hear and they tell you everything anybody else has to say that's different from you, something wrong with them, and there's nothing wrong with you. Like, people good at that stuff, man. They, they definitely are really good at what they do because if it, if it wasn't the case, then we wouldn't be having these same conversations about people telling us, well, y'all ain't going to be nothing without Drew Brees, right? Because that's what the media telling them. But they're not telling them that the Saints went 8-1 in the last two years without Drew Brees. Because they've been told, they've been told their entire life, that, you know, the entire time when the Saints were uh, relevant, that Drew Brees is the reason why the Saints are relevant. And even though as Drew Brees has gotten older, the Saints team has gotten better, they still keeping that same narrative alive because they don't follow enough New Orleans Saints news in order for them to give a real take. Too busy talking about the Cowboys and in, in, in the NFC East, you know? It, it's not about what you want to hear, folks. It's about what, what they feel like everybody else wants to hear. That's why they continue to talk about those same people. They talk about this, the, the same individuals. Because it's, it's not about giving you the right information. It's about talking about people that are in, in pop culture, that are in mainstream media, and, and to make themselves feel relevant and to generate ratings. Although I like Jameis as a starter, I can respect Taysom for wanting to work for it. Nothing wrong with that at all. I respect him for that as well. But I just feel like if, if he does not get it, all hope is not lost. All hope is not lost. Jameis going to win MVP this year and Sean Payton going to get coach of the year. Uh, that's wishful thinking right there. I hope you're right, though, Joe Black. I hope you're right, though. Eugene Sutherland says, folks always uh, talking about football being a true. Uh, I mean, hold on. Hold on real quick. Like my, my, uh, like my screen kind of froze up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Okay. Go back to, uh, Eugene, my screen froze up. Uh, folks always talking about, uh, football being a true, uh, what is that? Meritocracy, excuse me. It being a true meritocracy until the negativity, until the, it negatively impacts a, a player, uh, they like personally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just, I mean, look, that's, that's exactly how it goes. That's exactly how it goes. You know, when, when we when when football when uh when guys like a certain guy they 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 rally around him right you know what i'm saying when they feel like this guy can generate them a certain amount of buzz you know they 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 start rallying around him but here here's the reality of it when <laughs> when guys start talking about these these players right if these players start talking about them, they feel super like, you know, 
man, it, it, they have such thin skin. Like, they have such thin skin. It, it's just absolutely unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? But they have their picks and chooses. And, and here's the thing. When you look at guys like, you know, when you look at guys like Skip Bayless, right? Skip Bayless has been on television for a long time. Now, a lot of people probably just think all of a sudden he was just on first take. No, man. Man, Skip Bayless has been on, was on ESPN since like the early 90s. I want to say like 92, 93, right? He was the person that was like doing these, these debate shows and stuff like that. It never popped off. It never popped off on him. Like it never worked out. But then all of a sudden there was this, this 17 year old kid that came out of St. Vincent, St. Mary uh, high school named LeBron James. And everybody appointed LeBron James as this King. They, they appointed him as this, as this, this, you know what I'm saying? Like the future of basketball. Everybody was saying this. Everybody can see this. LeBron was like one of the first people I've seen, you know what I'm saying? On like just on a main stage like that playing basketball. Everybody was saying this guy was the chosen one, but Skip Bayless spoke against him. And the next thing you know, the rest is history. This guy built his entire career on talking about LeBron James going against the grain. But in a process, he gave the blueprint to a lot of these people out here to be contrarians. And they realized that contrarians and being contrarians can generate a lot of revenue for them. So that's the reason why you got all these people out here now that seem like they're going against the grain and they want controversial hot takes. Same thing with Stephen A. Smith with Kwame Brown. You know, it's it just it's just what it is, man. That That's just how it works. When a guy sees that they can generate buzz, when they see that they can generate revenue, when they see that they can generate attention by going against the grain and talking about a guy that a lot of people see as an unsung favorite, they, they feel like that can put them and catapult them into a, a, a certain lane and they can get certain perks that others can't. But here's the thing, man. You got to comp- continue to be that jerk and that, that jackass every single day of your life, and I don't think I would want to do that. I mean, that's, to me. Trying to see. Man, my screen is continuously freezing up. I apologize for this, folks. Uh, dude, uh, don't compare Jameis to Jamarcus Russell. Jameis worked at his craft. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell was, uh, man, Jamarcus Russell was just happy to get some money. And that's cool because that's what you go to the National Football League for. That's what you go there for, right? You go there to take care of your family and put yourself in a position to be able to take care of your family, your friends, and all that kind of stuff. Yes, that's, that is, that is true. But at the same time, man, you got to continuously work. Right when you get there, Jamarcus Russell was lazy, and he he and he was just happy at just making it. But you got to do something when you do make it. Hey TJ, I think we will be fine this year, especially with our running game. That fullback we signed, Alex Amir, is uh, something serious, folks. A top five O line, we good. Yeah, if they run the football and uh, you know they play good defense, they'll be okay. You know, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to be having Jameis throw the football all the time. Reading comprehension uh, specialists. Uh, they were both first overall picks. Point is that first overall picks guarantee nothing. Not a thing. You know, it, it's a mind frame. Some first overall picks work out. Some of them don't. 
Jamarcus was super lazy even in college. Jameis is nothing like Russell. Yeah, I mean, Jamarcus Russell just had a, an amazing arm, man. He just had amazing arm talent. And, you know, but he was lazy. Jameis, Jameis isn't lazy. That's one thing you can say about him. If Baltimore can structure an offense that makes Lamar Jackson an all-pro, I am certain uh, Sean can do the same thing for Taysom Hill. I disagree. Uh, Lamar Jackson is better than Taysom Hill at the quarterback position. That's just what it is, right? And <laughs> that's the thing. Like, we we have to we have to stop making it seem like guys aren't better than other guys. You know, like, like just because it works for Lamar Jackson don't mean that it's going to work for Taysom Hill. Like, we, we forget that Lamar Jackson was a Heisman Trophy winner. We forget that Lamar Jackson w- w- took the Louisville Cardinals and, you know what I'm saying, and, and had them in bowl games. We forget about those type of things, right? This guy isn't just some bum off the street that just came there and then all of a sudden, well, okay, we're we going to have him playing a quarterback position. No. This guy's been good. This guy's always been talented. You know, Taysom Hill was talented at BYU, but he was always hurt. You know, like he he wasn't he wasn't on that same level as Lamar Jackson was. Lamar Jackson was one of the most exciting college football players in, in, in college football history. And, and I think that we need to take account of that. If I, I don't think that you put Taysom Hill uh in, in Baltimore, I don't think you'll have that same result. I, I just don't. Lamar Jackson is just on another level when it comes to talent. And I, I think that people think that all, you know, all read option quarterbacks are, uh, <laughs> are created equal. No, they're not. OK, I don't know if y'all ever just sit up there and just watch Lamar Jackson play the quarterback position. But dude is like really special at throwing a football and he's really special at running that read option. I mean, no disrespect to Taysom. Yeah, he'll drop the shoulder. Lamar Jackson got dudes dancing around out there, man. I, I don't I don't see Taysom doing that. Taysom got that straight line speed. You know, I mean, Lamar is like super elusive. He's like, he becomes a running back. (laughs) He becomes a running back when he takes off. Taysom is like a, you know, like a fullback. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, uh, you know, like a tight end or something like that, taking off straight line speed. He ain't about to make nobody miss. For everything Saints fans like about Aaron Brooks, Jameis is much better and, and has an even better supporting cast. I agree. I agree with that. He sounds like a Drew Brees fan with that comment. Jerry, Robin Hood is just an emotional Taysom fan. Look, I, I don't have no problem with anybody being a Taysom Hill fan. I think that Taysom Hill is talented, but I, I don't think that he is on the same level with Lamar Jackson. I just I don't think that that's fair to say. You know, all guys aren't created equal. Like, I don't think that he can heal. I don't think Taysom Hill would be a league MVP if he was in Baltimore. I, I don't. Lamar Jackson uh, beat Florida State in college. Who had Taysom Hill beat? <laughs> uh, Tramal. Yeah, Hill would run uh, people down before uh, dodging. Taysom Hill is a Derrick Henry. Uh, no, he not. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he not Derrick Henry. He not Derrick Henry um, at all. Uh, <laughs> Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. If I could compare... Taysom Hill to somebody. If I can compare him to somebody, this is this is who I compare him to. Um, I don't know if y'all remember, like, and okay, 
because they're going to make it seem like I'm just saying it's because the guy was white. But no, he he definitely reminds me of Peyton Hillis. That's that's what he runs like. He runs like Peyton Hillis. He's not a guy that's going he's not a guy that's going to make, you know, what I'm saying make you miss with his, you know, and he's not a, he just a straight line speed guy. You know what I'm saying? And he'll run you over. And I'm trying to think of another guy if I can if I can somebody hmm, I'm trying to see definitely Peyton Hillis. Uh, I will put him in the same category. He 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 got a little he got a little bit of Tim Tebow in him, right? When Tim Tebow used to run at Florida, if I can think of it, just a a running back that's out there right now, probably playing the league. He remind me a little bit of Natron Means. I don't know if y'all remember who Natron Means was Natron Natron straight line speed, one making nobody miss. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You get those extra yards. That's what he reminds me of. Not a not a guy who who is going to make you miss. Not a guy that's just super elusive or anything like that. Like he he has like he has this power of a Natron means. He has that straight line speed of a of a Peyton Hillis, right? And you know what I'm saying? Like that that's just what he reminds me of. Like Derrick Henry, like no sir, <laughs> no no. No, 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 no. Once again, all running backs, all quarterbacks, all read option quarterbacks are not created equal. Bro, did someone really compare Taysom to Derrick Henry? I'm going to have to log off the internet for the day. Mike Allstott. No, I don't. No. Mm-mm. I thought about him, but no. No, he does not. Mike Allstott had about three, four dudes on his back. No, sir. Nah. Mike Allstott was in, in a league all by himself. He's Tim Tebow with a better arm. I, I would give him that. Chargers running back means. Natron means. Jerome Bettis, heck nah. Heck nah. Natron means business. Now, yeah, man, Natron means. That's what he reminds me of. Guy get those extra yards. You know what I'm saying? Can go yards a little bit if the hole is open enough. Our issue is some folks want to decide the quarterback competition before it starts and the offense structure to his talent. Taysom Hill will excel. Time will tell. Um, yeah, you, I mean, it could be right. You could be right, Robin Hood. You know, like he he could excel in a certain uh, offense that's catered to him. My thing is, though, this way you got to be careful, Robin. The, the, the way that he plays the quarterback position – He's susceptible to getting hurt. Don't believe me. He plays four games, right? Played four games this season. Didn't even get an opportunity to play in the postseason in the divisional round game, right? He didn't play. You know, like the way that he plays the quarterback position is very, very dangerous, especially for a guy who has some ACL injuries. You got to keep, you got to, got to keep that in mind, man. If, if, if he is going to continue to be a quarterback in the National Football League, you're asking him to have to change a lot of things about himself. And that that's, you know, and I feel like that's something that he probably wouldn't be willing to do because it would be as if he, you know, you're taking something away from him. That's my only concern. Like, yeah, yeah you can structure offense around him, but the way that he, he plays, he plays – Plays a little reckless, man. Like he, he plays a little reckless to a point where, man, you can't be dropping your shoulder and jumping over guys and all that kind of stuff. Like if you're playing a quarterback position, because 
the team is now officially on your back. You gotta make you gotta make better decisions. Hey TJ, do you remember Christian Okoye, the Nigerian nightmare? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, I remember Christian Okoye for the Chiefs. Yeah, man, uh, you know he had this big mystique about running people over until he met Steve Atwater, and Steve Atwater laid him on his tail, and then next thing you know, you know you ain't hear about him no more. If you don't want uh, to play special teams, you're about to get cut. Nah, nah, I don't think you're gonna play special teams. They're gonna they're gonna have a role for him. Lorenzo Neal Senior and we have Junior. I'm excited. Yeah, Lorenzo Neal uh, Senior was one of the best fullbacks in football. I think uh, Damian Thomason would tell you that. Taysom, uh, first read is to take off. They won't work for 17 games, not at this level. You got to slide, go out of bounds, live for another day. You aren't a running back. That, that's my only issue with that. I just feel like, you know, you got to change a lot of things about yourself. LMG Sayal says, we shouldn't count uh, the Denver game. They literally had no quarterback, and I think Sean just wanted to run and take care of the ball. The fumbles were definitely a problem, uh, but both picked this year were tipped. Yeah. You know, that is true, man, but I could say one of those interceptions, if you look at it, I mean, threw it into triple coverage, man. (laughs) You threw it into triple coverage, I mean (laughs) – I mean, I don't know what you think was going to happen, but, uh, you know, but look, here's the thing. Like I said, man, you just going to have to change some things about himself. I'm not giving, I'm not saying that he has a 0% chance of starting. I'm just saying that Jameis has a stronger chance to start than he does. And I, I just think that he's going to have to really, really wow the coaching staff. I, I really do in order for him to be a starter. I think they already have their mind made up about who they want to start or who they want to get that job to. And when people say stuff like, it's his job to lose, I really believe that. Like, I really think that they're coming in believing that Taysom, I mean, that Jameis Winston is going to be the starter. And the only thing he can do is just change their minds about that. By by them, him, I mean Taysom. Uh, Saints require quarterbacks that can throw downfield. Our receiver room is uh, long runners. Taysom doesn't have that arm. I think Taysom has a good arm. I think he needs to work on his downfield accuracy, though. I think he has a, a nice arm, but them down the field throws, man, they're looking like punts. Like, we look at some of them plays when he threw the ball deep. I mean, <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders just made a really good play. Coming back for the football, it was like almost like he was fielding a punt, man. Like, man, whoa, wait a minute. Eugene says, I can still hear the clack uh, from the pad when a Koye versus Atwater happened. <laughs> Taysom is another Thomas Jones. <laughs> Thomas Jones. That's a name I ain't hear in a long time. Jerry giving a shout out to Dada. Robin Hood says, I agree that he plays with reckless abandons, but he can adjust his game similar to Steve Young. Um, I guess he could, you know, I guess he could, Robin, but man, I I, I know I know Sean Payton said he reminded me of Steve Young, but I he he don't remind me of Steve Young at all. He, he just don't like he don't remind me of Steve Young. Uh, if man, if I can put my finger on it, like I said, I'm tr- I'm trying to see who he, who does he remind me of. I'm tr- man, if I can think, I'm trying to think of some quarterbacks. Trying to think of some quarterbacks. Who does Taysom Hill remind me of at the quarterback position? 
Quincy Carter, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, guys like that. That's, that. I mean, like when it comes to like throwing a football, Quincy Carter, T. Martin, um, uh, man, I'm, man, I have to come up with some guys. It's a good one, Cardell Stewart. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good one. That's a good one, Cardell Stewart. That, that's kind of who he reminds me of. Chase Daniel, nah, no, nah, you don't remind me of no Chase Daniel. <laughs> Kill this bit, no, I ain't gonna do it like that. Uh, this, this, this is perfect right here. This, this is perfect. This, this is what perfect right here. Cad, Cad wins with it. Cardell Stewart. That, that's, that's who he reminds me of. That's who he reminds me of. I mean, even like the the satire reminds me of uh, Cardell Stewart. You know, the fact that you know that. Everybody kind of writing them off, and can he play quarterback? This down the third. Jeff Garcia without the accuracy. Nah, man, because man, Jeff Garcia was pretty doggone good for them Niners, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, I, man, Jeff Garcia was a lot better than people give him credit for, man. I know, you know, a lot of people wouldn't think of him as being a really good quarterback, but he was, man. He was. He, he was pretty good. Probably probably could have had some years if he didn't end up starting like so late in his career. Like he started like in his on the other side of 30, kind of similar to that of a Taysom Hill. That is similar. Can we just clone Taysom for all the positions? And I don't believe that. I think what he does, he does well. Daniels was more a classic quarterback. Yeah, he doesn't remind me of Chase Daniel at all. Uh, Tebow, uh, to a certain extent, when he when he runs, when he runs, yes, uh, when he throws, no. Uh, especially uh, if you go back and research an interview with Steve Young, you will see Steve Young actually said Taysom Hill is a faster version of himself. <laughs> I mean, okay, <laughs> I, I just don't see it. <laughs> I, I just don't I don't see it. I don't see I don't see what Steve Young sees. I, I don't. <laughs> you know, I only thing I just the only similar similarities I think they have, they both went to BYU. That's it. You know, both of them went to Brigham Young. That's that that's the only similarities I see. I don't see I I don't see Steve Young. I don't. Like I watch man, I watched my fair share of Steve Young in my life. Okay. I mean, look, that that was that was well, that was the time frame I grew up. You know what I'm saying? Steve Young was like one of the first quarterbacks <clears throat> I can really truly remember watching. You know what I'm saying? In, in my childhood. Now, I, I was, I mean, my my uncle, shouts out to my uncle Isaac, was a huge 49ers fan. And um, he loved himself with Steve Young. You know, so but I just don't see it, man. Like, I just don't, man. Steve was a. Man, Steve was a beast, man. I, I, I don't, uh, bro. Steve was a beast. Yeah, I, I just don't see it, man. You know, I, I appreciate Steve Young. I mean, he, he's Steve Young, of course, but I don't see it. I, I don't see, I don't see that dog like Steve Young was when it comes to Taysom Hill. Like, I, I don't see anything that resembles Steve Young when it comes to Taysom. Hill. And no disrespect, they just two different quarterbacks to me. Blake was a damn good quarterback with a live arm and accuracy. I failed to see the comparison. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, 
man, Jeff Blake wasn't, you know, guy that was out there scrambling out the pocket like that. Can he scramble? Yes. But he wasn't looking to do it like Taysom was. Uh, love the show, TJ. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate that. And uh, thank you for being a supporter, man. Uh, Cleo. <laughs> Look up Bobby Douglas with the Bears. That's Taysom. Yeah, I remember that. I remember Bobby Douglas. Mm, uh, I can see I can see some of that. I can see some of that. Hills and more athletic Derek Carr. No. No, no, no. No, no. I don't put, Brian, I won't put him in Derek Carr territory. Derek Carr is a lot better than people give him credit for. Cardell Stewart, I mean, I met him in person. Pittsburgh ran him out of town for being the wrong color. I I, I think it. I just think that the world wasn't ready for what Cardell Stewart uh, was was given. Uh, Cardell Stewart definitely would have got an opportunity in today's NFL. I just think that some guys just come way before their time and the world isn't able to accept them uh, at that particular moment. It's almost like to me, I use this example of Danny Wolfe, right? Danny Wolfe uh, was really good at Florida, but he was a spread quarterback. Right. And when he came into the league, he had to change to that whole pro style thing. And I think it didn't pan out for him. If Danny Wolfe would have came in today's NFL, he probably would have been uh, being a starter. He would have been a starter because coaches would have built their offense around him and he would have been a little bit more successful. So I just think that, it, you know, guys come at the wrong time. You know, he, he comes at they, they come at the wrong time. And, you know, the world doesn't know how they accept them and receive them. You know, it's almost like uh, if you ever seen that movie, Talk to Me, uh, with Don Cheadle played uh, the legendary radio personality, Petey Green. You know, Petey Green uh, was, you know, a radio personality, got out of jail, was a guy who was straight matter of fact, very controversial. And, um, you know, the world wasn't ready for him at that time, man. You know, what he, they weren't ready to have the conversations he was talking about on the open forum, like live radio. And he, you know, and, he, and but you had guys like Petey Green who paved the way for guys like Howard Stern and, and Don Imus and, you know, the Russ Limbaugh's of the world and all these other cats, you know, Charlemagne the God. So, you know, sometimes guys come alone and the world isn't ready for them yet. I think that's what we're looking at when it comes to, uh, Cardell Stewart. <laughs> it man throwing out some names, Andrew McPherson. No, man, no, 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 no. Uh, Steve Young <laughs> and Sean Payton see uh, Steve Young and Taysom, but you don't. Okay, uh, <laughs> I don't. Sorry, what you want me to say? Bro, you ain't going to win this argument. First off, this is my show. <laughs> and secondly, I can say whatever the hell I want. And you can't put a square pig into a round hole, Robin Hood. I'm sorry, bro. Like, nobody nobody is buying what you're selling, bro. Like, nobody is buying this. Like, you're the only person on here that's, still, that's, that's talking this, this greasy. And the thing about it is, man, it's not even, it's not even hot grease. You know what I'm saying? You dry grease. The, the grease is turned white, my friend. Nobody is buying what you're selling. Right now, you're basically, look, you're, you're trying to sell meat to vegetarians right now, though. You know what I'm saying? Stop wasting your time. Like, nobody sees this. Like, and if you don't believe me, and you know what I'm saying? If, if you don't believe me, 
Does anybody see? I, I just want to make sure that I'm not the only person. I'm about to answer this question. Just feel free to comment in the in the comments down below, folks. Does anybody see Taysom Hill similar to Steve Young? Does anybody see when you look at Taysom Hill? Does anybody see Steve Young? Yes or no? Comment. Just just go ahead. Hit me with a yes or a no. Just just hit me with a yes or a no. I, I just want to make sure. I, I just want to make sure that I, I ain't tripping. I just want to make sure I'm I'm not tripping, okay? Because maybe you do, and then, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. All I'm saying is I just don't see it. All right, I'm, I'm looking at this, man. Okay, I'm looking at it. We got <clears throat> Dark says, hell no. John Miller says 50-50. Okay, John, fair enough. Lavelle says, hell no. Uh, Lackbait says, no. Uh, that's just looking at the uh, passing uh, pass to run attempts. Mark says, hell no. Mocha says, hell no. Corey says, hell no. <laughs> Wendell says, hell no. <laughs> uh, Speck says, next John Elway, bruh. Okay, fair enough. And Jose says, no. <laughs> I mean, we're getting them in. Phil, no way. <laughs> Phil says no way. Natasha says hell no. Jerry says hell no. <laughs> Aki says F no. <laughs> Jules, they don't want to hear the truth. Lionel says nah. Anderson says nah. Eugene says the only thing Steve Young and Taysom Hill have in common is BYU. Ricky says TJ hell no. Tyrone says hell no. Bishop Bowinkle says hell no. Everybody's saying no, man. Everybody's saying nah. All right. But like I said, this is not the run off Robin Hood. Not at all, man. I'm glad Robin Hood is here, man. Thank you for your commentary. You know, and 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 he says, yes, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with believing that. Me personally, I, I don't say it, Robin. I don't. Bobby says exactly. Um me personally, I hope you're right, Robin Hood. I mean, look, I, I ain't got no problem with it. If he does pan out, then, you know, we we are the recipients of that success. I just don't see it. Convenient clip to have on deck. <laughs> hey, man, we professionals over here, man. We professionals. Uh, if you can watch highlights of each of them and say they're similar, you don't know football. Dark Horse, um, I, I just, man, I watch, like, I'm serious. Now, I, I grew up, I was born in 1986, right? So, 90s, that, that's my territory right there, right? When, in around 1990, 1991, that's when I start to, you know, have memories at, 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 from my childhood. I mean, when you know when you're two and three years old, you don't remember that stuff. You might remember little clips or something like that. It's something like happened in your life, you know what I'm saying? But in the 90s, right? You know, like when, when Steve Young just first started, you know, playing, for the 49ers. And he was the starting quarterback. That that was my territory right there. All right. When when Brett Favre was out there playing, now that, that's my territory. When when John Elway was out there, you know what I'm saying, in his prime, Jim Kelly in his prime, right? That that that's my era right there. I watched a lot of Steve Young football. A lot, man. A lot of Steve Young football. And I'm just saying, I, I just don't see it. I, I see the I see the heart, the tenacity, the the but when it comes to like playing a quarterback position, no, that that toughness, yes, you, you got me there. 
playing a quarterback position. I just don't see it. Yes, because uh, yes, but they only because they're both white. <laughs> Question should be if Taysom was already with uh, QBs would be better at QB. Uh, he's always with the QBs though, John. Like here's the thing. The thing about uh, Taysom is he he studies with the quarterbacks. Then he goes to the tight end room, special teams room. So he's always with the quarterback. On paper, he's a quarterback. So that that's the room that he spends the majority of his time in. You know, so, I mean, he, he knows the plays and stuff like that and all that kind of stuff and, and the verbiage. So, I mean, quarterback is his position. He just acts to do other things, too. Oppen Hood's Taysom Hill love is surpassed only by the one dude's love for Ian Book a couple weeks back. <laughs> uh, look at the tape, Robin. You are in denial for whatever reason. Uh, tell me you don't know football. Taysom was only uh, on pace for 30 fumbles like Jameis' 30 interceptions. Steve Young hated the Saints don't patrol. Yeah, he, he did. I hope Robin Hood is right because uh we will be the recipients of it exactly so are you okay are you all saying sean don't know football because he made that comparison uh no they we're not saying that he don't know football but it, it just man it's just like me right <laughs> um if how many people that we know you know what i'm saying and we say Oh, we see a kid and be like, man, this kid going to be the next LeBron James. Or we see like, or, or we see, you know what I'm saying? Like, or, or we, okay, for all my coaches out there, for all my teachers, right? You might see your your students, uh, your pupils as, you know, the next, I don't know, Albert Einstein or the, or the next Bill Gates or the next Barack Obama. If they don't go out and pan out <laughs> to be that, you know what I'm saying? Does that mean that you, you know, not a good teacher? You know what I'm saying? Does that mean that you, you're not a, a good coach? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, people give their, their comparisons. That don't mean that it's accurate. You know what I'm saying? To, uh, or it, I don't want to say it's not accurate, but that doesn't mean that everybody uh, is going to see it the way that you see it. So that, that just, that's just what I'm saying. Like, it, it don't, I don't know. Like, uh, just because he sees it that way don't mean that I have to. That, that's all I'm saying. Like, you know, Derrick Henry uh, can be the same uh, Derrick Henry that played for the t- <laughs> Taysom better hope Ian Book don't outplay him uh, in preseason. We all are saying Peyton will lie. <laughs> I don't think he lied. I think that's how he really feels, but I just don't see it. Uh, Sean always saying wow ish. If you know of the Saints, uh, you would know that. Um, I don't know now, man. Like he, he has some takes that are pretty accurate, right? I mean, when rookie season, when uh, Will Lutz was missing all them field goals and stuff like that, and he said, "Hey," he said, "This guy's going to be kicking a lot longer than I'm coaching." I mean, Will Lutz was like one of the most accurate kickers. He had a little sputter down the stretch this past season, but. He's one of the most accurate kickers in football. He says that, you know, Alvin Kamara remind him a lot of Marshall Falk. And uh, I, I, I fail to see anybody that would disagree with that point. Um, you know, so, I mean, he has some takes that are pretty accurate, you know, and, and you know, they age pretty well. But, 
It's not to say that he, you know, he gets it right all the time. I compare Taysom to John David Booty. <laughs> no coach going to admit his quarterback has butterfingers. Of course, he talks him up. Exactly. John is correct about being with the quarterbacks uh, since he had to learn six different positions. Uh, Ten fumbles last year in a handful of games. Uh, Sean Payton also said Juwan Dawson is a Marcus Colston clone. Sean Payton ain't right all the time because he's the coach. The dude reached. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all ain't gonna let him have it. Uh, I grew up. Uh, I grew up in a bay and watched Steve Young live. Ain't no way is Taysom uh, anything like a Steve. Okay, uh, Payton is vested in Hill. I, I mean, look. Look, you're you not going to bury a guy. Hey, TJ, not considering stats or numbers of championships, who do you think is the greatest quarterback of all time based on athleticism and, and how he played the game? Um, the, the greatest quarterback of all time to me is Joe Montana. I don't care what anybody said. Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback of all time. Joe Montana was out there winning Super Bowls when you can go at people's knees, when guys can get German suplexed when guys get concussions and still come back into the game and play like they just got a, you know, like they just sprained a finger or something like that. The guy was out there balling. Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback of all time. A lot of the time, like I'm not disrespecting Tom Brady or anything like that, but a lot of the Tom Brady championships uh, because, you know, of the offense and how the NFL, uh, you know, changed the offense. I mean, changed the rules to, to make, uh, the rules more friendly for offenses so they can just throw for a whole bunch of yards. Because here's the reality, man. When teams were winning three to nothing and six to nothing and nine to nothing, people were falling asleep in the stands. So now you got rules that are, are, are lax so the offense can throw the ball all over the field. You got wide receivers that can run across the middle. You got guys that can throw the ball deep. You got, um, you know, on third and 15, you can you can attack the quarterback, fall at his legs, and automatic is automatic first down, and it it resets the, the the you know what I'm saying it resets the downs, and you can go down there and start scoring. All these different rules are skewed to make you know what I'm saying Tom Brady. Oh, he's so legendary, and Tom Brady is a legend, and he's definitely one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But for me, Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback of all time, hands down. I don't even think is if. I guess, you know, if you want to debate it, and honestly, it's nothing really to debate, you know? It's almost like who is the – like it's like saying who's a better running back out of Adrian Peterson and Jim Brown, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you can't compare those guys. It was two different eras. It's two different eras, man. You know, Jim Brown, who was a really good fullback, I mean, Jim Brown was the fastest guy on the team, and that was during the time with segregation, and some teams, you know what I'm saying, they just wanted – they, they wouldn't even draft a guy because he's black. But he probably was more talented than half of the guys on his team. But they just didn't draft him because he was black. So you had a lot of these things going versus Adrian Peterson, who's doing it when guys are like like hybrid guys, 300-pound guys running four fives and four six. That's insane. You know what I'm saying? That, that's insane. Yeah, but to me, you know, I just feel like, when we start comparing guys and comparing players, I think we have to look at the era in which they played. That's why I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Like when, when people like who bet out of Jordan and LeBron, like that's, that's ridiculous. Like that, that doesn't make any sense when you think about it. You know, like you look at the NBA today, 
and you look at the way the NBA was when Michael Jordan was playing, it's two completely different NBAs. But, you know, if, if you look at, like, some of the things that we argue and we lose sleep over and we get mad at our friends about and we logging off about it, it really don't even make much sense. But for me, you know what I'm saying, who the, the best quarterback of all time to me would be Joe Montana. I agree, Tom Brady, candidates. Uh, when last uh, in the old school football, that's why I say Drew is better than Brady besides Drew's records. I think Drew is more accurate than Tom Brady. Um, I think that I think that Drew Brees, you know, I, I don't know, man. Um, I think that Drew Brees was the better quarterback. I think Tom Brady was the, the best winner. I think he's the greatest winner of all time. I give him that. Uh, love your thinking, bro. Uh, the 49ers and Saints used to be in the same division. Yeah, the NFC West. Jerry, going to shout out to Piano Dean. I agree, Montana, with Favre a close second. I wouldn't put Favre, in, I wouldn't put Favre as the greatest, but Piano Dean, I, I got you. I understand why. Guy was tough as nails. Iron Man. Randall says, put uh, Marcus Williams at cornerback and Taysom Hill at strong safety. Uh, no. Nah. Uh, Marcus Williams is good where he at. He don't need to be around nobody uh, cornerback position. He good at safety. All jokes aside, TJ, I hope Taysom is getting his issues together uh, because we might do need him behind center. Yeah. That's why I said, man, you know, I hope he do. That's because Taysom Hill has baby hands. Ten fumbles <laughs> in a small amount of games. Nah, he can chill, only wait till his number call. Uh, Jordan versus Bird, though. Um, I, I guess if we talk about playing in the same era, uh, who was the best? Who was better out of Jordan and Bird? Jordan was better than Larry Bird. I mean, Larry Bird was a, a one tough sob. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't, I ain't gonna say it. Like, like Larry Bird don't get the credit that he deserved for being like one of the best. Like, I'm not buying into that whole thing, and I get it, right? A lot of people feel like, you know, Bird was elevated uh, because, you know, he was a white boy. You know what I'm saying? Like he because he was white in, in the NBA during that time when people, you know, felt like they needed that great white hope. Because that's what they called him. Right. You know what I'm saying? For him coming from French Lick, Indiana, going to Indiana State, going to Boston, a, a predominantly a white area. They looked at him as the great white hope in the NBA for some apparent reason, thought, oh, we need this white guy in order for us to like you know, become a global brand. And, um, but at the same time, like, I understand their logic, but he deserved like all of the attention that he was getting. That guy was tough. One of the best shooters that you ever seen. Uh, you know that he had to, man, you know, he had to be scrappy, man. Cause you know, a lot of the brothers tried to try him because they was looking at this press clippers and it was like, man, this, this boy ain't that good. Yes, he was. Um, and then, you know, he, he led Boston to some championships. So, but to say he better than Michael Jordan, no, I don't believe that at all. He wasn't. Uh, yeah, they sure was. Tom Brady is the beneficiary of great defenses and good field goal kicking. <laughs> Farmers is top 10, but not top five. <laughs> Favre. Oh, yeah, he top 10. I wouldn't put him top five. Label Brown correct and kickers. Tom Brady always uh, played with the best defense, with the top defense. I mean, but he still had to win some games, though. 
you guys do realize to this point, Jameis has completed more passes to our defensive back than our receivers. Um, I haven't seen that yet. So, Marcus Williams hit the apostopedic, <laughs> hit the uh, hits like a apostopedic mattress. Uh, nah, I just look. If this was if this was uh 2019, I would agree with you. But dude was laying that wood last year, though. I ain't gonna like Marcus Williams has improved tremendously tremendously as a tackler like go back and look at the season last year jamal if you it, look man that's that's what i was saying at the beginning of the show man we gotta we gotta we gotta stop allowing these narratives like to to create our you know what I'm saying to uh you know warp our minds we gotta stop doing it and we gotta allow guys to develop because we're doing ourselves a disservice and and we're not appreciating what a guy has to bring to the table if we already just automatically assume that the guy has is is an open and shut case. Marcus Williams played his best season as a New Orleans Saint last season when it came to tackling and and, and making decisions. Man, the dude was good. Man, the dude was good. Like Marcus Williams, Marcus Williams played really really well. He he. He shut my mouth. Now I'm doing, I'm being serious because I was I was pretty much bad mouthing talking about him as a tackler too, but dude uh dude was laying that wood last year, man. I I, I gotta say like he he didn't miss many tackles last year. Bird was a problem. Three time NBA champion, three time MVP. Respect. I hated them Celtic teams, but they were uh, great back then. Yeah, I mean Danny Ainge and Robert Parrish and uh, Kevin McHale. Yeah, them boys were good, man. Them boys were good. Most successful of all time. Taysom put the ball more on the ground than a homeless man under a bridge. God, dog. <laughs> Don't think that we're going to bite on the Jordan versus Bird, TJ. Honestly, I like both. Bird was dirty to some people, but he was good. Um, but I ain't trying to have no debate. All I'm saying is, like, <laughs> I just feel like, man, I just feel like, Jordan, man, Jordan was such a competitor. Bird was a competitor, but Jordan, I think what gives Jordan the edge is Jordan meant more to the NBA. Like, I, I just think that you have to give guy a couple notches when they become trendsetters, right? Uh, being being elite and great on top of being a trendsetter. I, I think you got to give a guy some credit. Like, how did that particular player play and how many players did he influence? Think about this right now. Jordan retired in 2003. So what was that, about 18 years ago? People still wearing Jordans right now. People still wearing Jordans right now. To this day, you know what I'm saying? Like people, like kids still wearing Jordan, never seen this dude play a, 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 a game. Like he's so influential. You know, like he's so influential to the game in, uh, on and off the court. So when you're great, and you're influencing people across the, the country and around the world still, like, you you have to put the – you got to give a guy some notches. Like, when you look at guys play, when you start, like, evaluating championships and games and situations and drive and determination, and then all of a sudden you re, you're like, ah, man, they're on the same playing field. You got to start looking at other things too. So, to me, Jordan meant more to the game of basketball than Larry Bird did even though both of them were really great players. Marcus Williams going to uh, be a top five safety this upcoming season. Saints need to bring back uh, the year when 
uh, was coming out with the wood and playing Smash Mouth Borderline penalty football. <laughs> well, they definitely play penalty football every year. Plenty of flags being thrown. Anthony says, Mark not better uh, than Jeremy Chen. Yeah, Jeremy Chen on his way. He, he up next. He up next. Jordan Bird, Magic, Dressler, old school legends. In my opinion, there is MJ, then everyone else. Go. <laughs> TJ, you said Marcus Williams improved tackling. I have to hit you uh, with the Bishop Bowwinkle, uh, my brother. Nah, nah. I got to hit you uh, with the Bishop Bowwinkle. I got to hit you with that. Because, like I said, if you're looking at it, then you're doing yourself a disservice. You know? I I mean, this dude improved as a tackler. I mean, I... I <laughs> I, I mean, all I gotta tell you to do is look it up. Just go look at like how he played last year. That dude improved as a tackler. TJ, do you think they're going to uh, start the rookie on side of Lattimore? Yes, I do. Uh, if Peyton uh, helped uh, Jameis, he will not leave. He'll stay and get paid here. No way, Mickey, Sean, or Jeff uh, groom uh, him for another team, and you still don't have a proven NFL starting waiting. Yeah, he ain't going nowhere if he if he can resurrect his career. Favre was a turnover machine. People tend to look past that fact. I wonder why. <laughs> Greatest NBA player of all time is Clarence Witherspoon. No, I'm just trolling. I know you were. I know you got to be. I would cut Taysom Hill and free up money for the draft picks. I don't think they need to cut him. You know. Uh, I agree, but at the time of Jordan Prime, I don't think the game was as commercialized. Uh, I think when you talk, you talk about his prime. It, I was saying his prime, not 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 in his not in his earlier career. In his in his, earlier in his career wasn't late late in his career was. Bird prime rather. Uh, Jordan had that killer instinct. That's what the NBA is lacking today. Amos is going to take the New Orleans Saints to a championship. I can, it's, it's attainable. If Rex Grossman and Jared Goff can lead their team to the Super Bowl, why why not Jameis Winston? Michael Thomas is going to be the best receiver this year. I'm calling it. Watch how he balls out. I hope so. Uh, he did. The NBA was struggling for a viewership popularity standpoint. Magic and Bird as rookies changed that. The rest is history. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's when they that's why, you know, they were playing Boston Celtic games and then they, they would play on the West Coast, they'll play Magic games. And it just so happened that both teams were really, really good. And they were able to, you know, I think it was like around the time when the NBA got a CBS contract and they they market magic and bird so and it just it helped the, the league tremendously when both of those teams like were going to the championship going up against each other putting you on the spot tj uh who you have in the nba finals and who uh let me see who you think taking it all um i got the brooklyn nets representing the east i got the um I got the Lakers representing the West. All right. I think the Lakers are going to find a way to get themselves into the championship. I think the Lakers had a lot of guys that were hurt earlier in the season. The reason why they, you know, why their seeding is so low. But, you know, I think they're going to end up making it. 
between uh, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and the referees. Uh, they'll make it. Uh, Robin Hood, they, I think it's interesting that folks have already made up their minds about Taysom Hill after only four games as a starter. That is not a large enough sample size to judge any quarterback on. Uh, TJ, are you trying uh, to catch some training camp uh, practices? Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to catch any. Um, I want to, but I don't know if I'm catch any. Traquan Smith might actually get some yards along with Harris if Jameis starts. Uh, do you think Winston will get the ball out fast like Drew and throw receivers open? Um, I think he can. I think if you're asking me if he's going to be the same type of quarterback as Drew, no. But I think that he'll be able to compensate well. TJ, I was looking at our D-line. We're going to have the youngest in the league. That's good. I mean, that's guys that you can develop to be what you want them to be. Lakers got the best defense in the NBA, too. Yeah, I mean, look, like I said, they had some injuries. So because of those injuries, they had bad seating, but they they can run the table. You think the Clippers should blow it up uh, if they lose uh, first round? Yeah. I just don't think that uh, Kawhi Leonard and and Paul George are a good mix, man. I just don't. I, I just don't. I, I, you know, I know they got Rondo out there and stuff like that, but – I don't know, man. There's a there's a black cat around that that franchise somewhere, man. Or uh, somebody got a, a chicken bone or something like that. That's you know, uh, in a in a Clippers office or something like that underneath the Clippers office. I, I don't know what's going on. These guys just can't get out there on weight. My goodness. Uh, what's the over under on touchdowns for Deontay Harris? Um, if I'm a betting man, I'm gonna say Deontay Harris. I have about five touchdowns, um, and probably two on special teams. Um, Jerry, giving a shout out to Eugene and also to Therese. Um, yeah, man, um, I think he's gonna have like maybe seven touchdowns total, um, five touchdowns. Uh, you know, as a receiver, two in special teams. You think Luca is the best young player in the NBA? Uh, no, uh, I think Zion Williamson is the best young player in the NBA. Uh, then Ja Morant. I mean, you got so many uh, different guys. Uh, you got Lamelo Ball. He's he's coming up. Uh, you know. Uh, Devin Booker, uh, you know what I'm saying? He's really good. Uh, you know, Trey Young uh, is another guy that's really good. So, I mean, you got some talent, but putting, I'm putting Zion, I'm putting Zion, man, above all, above all those guys, man. That, that shooting percentage that he had, man, that field goal percentage, man, I mean, that's, that's insane. You know what I'm saying? That's insane what he had before he ended up getting injured. So, yeah. Uh, TJ, thanks for the podcast. We will see what happens in September. I am out. Robin Hood, I appreciate it, man. You know, shouts out to you, man. And, uh, you know, like I said, I hope, man, look, there's no right or wrong about this. Any way it goes, we all win. John Moran is a monster. Yeah, he, he definitely is. He got some Allen Iverson in him. He got some Allen Iverson in him. Definitely do. Uh, him and Damian Lillard, like two of the closest guys that remind me of, of Allen Iverson, you know. I know everybody talk about this whole Mamba mentality and stuff like that. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. But AI had a mentality too, man. And uh, I'm going to finish the show with this one right here. What Bobby says, TJ, who is your dark horse player for the Saints at camp? I'm going with Kawhi Baker, uh, seven rounder, but talented. Well, look, this is my dark horse. Um, Probably a little bit of a cop out. But I'm gonna say Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman is my dark horse because you still have people out there that are not 
on the Alan Troutman uh, bandwagon. Some people feel like this guy's not going to be all that, and some people are questioning why the Saints got rid of Jerry Cook. I think the reason why the Saints got rid of Jerry Cook as fast as they did and didn't try to work things out is because they know for a fact um, what Adam Troutman going to bring to the table. So that's that's my dark horse right there. Um, if, I, if, if I'm looking at like on the defensive side of the – the football, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Keith Washington, man. I believe in this kid. I think that he had a good training camp last year. I think he was just a little bit too small. I think uh, he gained a little bit of weight looking at uh, some of his uh, his stats. I mean, not stats, but uh, looking at some of his Instagram uh, stuff. You know, it's like he gained a little weight. Um, he already had the size and everything like that. So that's my dark horse right there. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Uh, be sure to go ahead and hit that like button uh, before you get up out of here. Uh, also, uh, we still have State of the Saints podcast T-shirts that are available right now. Uh, State of the Saints podcast T-shirts right now. All you have to do is go to uh, Cash App, uh, send your information, your name, your shirt size, uh, dollar sign, State of Saints. Uh, like I said, shirts are still available. We still have shirts in all different sizes if you want to get one. Uh, also follow on social media, facebook.com, search the state of the saints podcast, uh, facebook.com, search the state of the saints podcast, subscribe to the channel. If you have not already, uh, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Want to thank the sponsor of the state of the saints podcast, Manscaped, uh, check out the lawnmower 4.0 that's available right now. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code state of saints. That's all one word state of saints lowercase letters you will save 20 percent off of the lawnmower 4.0 no matter if you spend a hundred dollars or ten dollars you use that promo code you're saving 20 percent off uh that would really help uh the state of saints podcast purchase some of those manscaped items they're really good really helpful and uh hope everybody has a good and productive day evening night whenever you're checking out this podcast like always all i gotta say is who that